0: Regardless of where you are in photography, this is an episode you need to take note in because today I talked to Hannah all about showing emotion in photos and what it looks like to really connect with your client. If you want to improve in posing or just need some inspiration, then keep listening along to today's episode welcome to the leave inspired podcast with me your host emily denny if you're a photographer entrepreneur small business owner or creative looking for tons of tips direction and of course inspiration when it comes to starting your business then i'm so excited you're here and can't wait to share all i've learned well welcome and thanks so much for joining on this podcast today i really am so excited to talk to you because like if people have not seen your photos before they hop on this podcast, they need (laughs) to go and look at them because they're actually seriously so stunning and like so inspirational. Um, But I just wanted to start by asking who you were, who your clients that you serve are, maybe even how you started photography, just a brief summary about you.
1: Yeah. So um, thanks Emily. I, so I'm Hannah Walser and I'm a photographer who's based in North Carolina. Um, I shoot primarily weddings, elopements. I do styled creative couple sessions and then I do some branding as well. Um, I mostly serve clients who really want that timeless, romantic, intimate feel and do a mixture of both digital and film. So, and do filmy That's edits. Awesome. So kind of that whole style is kind of where I fall. um, so a little bit about how I got into photography is a little crazy, but I, so I studied biology in college at NC state and graduated and took a gap year and moved to Chattanooga and, um, did this program called the fellows where I took seminary classes and learned about vocation and faith and lived with the host family and stuff. And so it was a really, really awesome year. Um, and I concluded that, having applied to graduate schools. And so I moved back to North Carolina. I started grad school for physical therapy. And on my second day of orientation, I was, it was in class. I walked out and I really felt the Lord being like, this is, this is not really where I want you to be. And I have bigger plans for you. And I was like, whoa, okay, that's crazy. And so yeah. I ended up dropping out that day, which was wild And I had no other plans, no other jobs, like nothing else lined up. And, um, and so in that season, I actually met a florist who was also a wedding planner. And so I started working for her. Um, I really loved it. I thought it was fun, but I learned quickly that wedding planning wasn't where I wanted to fall long-term. And so I was still working for her. I attended one of my best friend's weddings and met her photographer and we kind of hit it off. And in that season, I had a lot of free time. And so she asked me if I could come help with shoots. And so I started going on shoots with her and kind of the rest is history. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. she went with me to buy my first camera, taught me what manual was. I had never shot like photos before on anything but auto. So (laughs) everything was (laughs) so new to me. And so this was in 2019. So um, just a couple of years ago. And so um, it really was like meeting the right people and kind of like trusting in the Lord in that season. And totally. I'm just so grateful because I was so like into science and the medical field. And now I'm in a very creative, very different industry. And I love it so much. And it's something that I just never knew that one I was capable of or that it even really interested me and. I mean, I've fallen in love with it and I'm so passionate Mm. about it. So I think I'm just really grateful that, that, I mean, I walked through that and I'm still really grateful that I got that major because I still loved it. And I think it taught me a lot about hard work and dedication and what it takes to kind of achieve where you want to go and all of that. Um, So I I have no regrets there, but I think Mm. I'm just really grateful that I ended up as a photographer. Oh, I
0: love that. That's such a sweet story. And I think it's really cool because My story is like a little bit similar in the sense of photography definitely wasn't something I was expecting to fall in love with, but like the Lord kind of granted it to me as something that he wanted me to do. And it was something that he directly told me to start pursuing kind of at the end of college and just was so unexpected because it wasn't something I was expecting to do, but he's just so cultivated in the way that he wanted me to pursue it and the way he's wanted me to interact with clients and be here in New York. And it's just been a really cool journey. So I love, I love love your story. Yeah. Yeah, That's
1: That's so fun.
0: That's so cool. Okay. Well, I, I'm so excited to talk to you about just like emotion in your photos too, though, because like even you said that you have a very like editorial and unique and just creative look in your photos. Mm -hmm. So just like even starting out, I would love to know your process of what it looks like to pose a client during a shoot and even get your client on board during your shoot?
1: Mm. Yeah. So, um, that's such a good question because obviously that plays a huge role into what your photos end up looking like. Totally. So, um, I, I think that's such a good question. So I think a lot of it for me it starts before I even have the client in front of my camera. And so there's a lot of prep work that goes into that and the months that come before that to make sure that they're ready for that session in that time and that they're on board for anything that you're going to do the way that they're going to trust you, all of that. And so initially kind of right after they book, I send out a questionnaire that talks through questions like what, how would you describe your personalities? Would you describe yourself as extroverted, introverted, super fun, loving, more reserved? Like what, what do you guys like? Or how would you describe yourself basically? Um, and so I feel like that's a really good question. And I think as a photographer, it's your role to be a photographer for both, um, and to meet people where we're at, they're at, and to tell their story according to who they truly are. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a really good thing because obviously if you haven't met someone face to face or just had a quick conversation, you're not going to know that. And they, they know themselves best. So, yes. um, I think that's always a good question to hear, um, and keeps it kind of open-ended, and then I ask how the two of them met. I love hearing that story, and I think that it helps you relate to them, Um, and before they even get into your camera, you know their background. And, you know, if it was hard for them, you know, throughout their engagement or something was going on, or it's been the most joyous time and they're like over the moon, ready to be in front of your camera. Like it helps you kind of understand that. And then I love asking what they do for fun, what kind of activities they do, what like maybe an ideal date night might look like. Cause then you can maybe either incorporate that into the session or you at least know more about them and their personalities. Um, and then I also ask like what they love most about their partner. And sometimes they even ask like, um, what makes you laugh most about your partner? Oh, that's um, so that you can just like, kind of know a little bit more and, um, I think it's, it's really fun to, because you can see that come across in camera a lot of times as those, those things. And you can be like, oh my gosh, like, yes, that's exactly what we talked about. And it's fun seeing it in person. Um, And then I ask their favorite music artists to make sure that they kind of hear things that are familiar and fun to them. Or, you know, a lot of times music is a huge that people relate on or makes you feel something or is emotional. And so, um, getting that and then mixing it with some things that you might consider either romantic or storytelling or something that's, um, musically really engaging is really fun for a shoot. And then, yeah. And then I think my favorite question I ask is their love languages. And so there are five primary love languages, if you haven't heard about it. And so those are physical touch, acts of service, words of affirmation, gifts, and quality time. And so I kind of gather all that information, like what their, you know, each of their individual love languages are and all that. And so when I walk into a session, I feel like I am prepared on my end to know who I'm meeting, if that makes sense. And then who is going to be stepping in front of my camera. Um, And so there's that portion of it is that questionnaire in the beginning. And then a lot of people of course have questions leading up to it. Like they would want to know, what should I wear? Like how long is this session going to last? If you didn't book like a specific amount of time or what is posing even look like? Like most people haven't even had their photos taken before. They don't even know how to prepare for it. They're like, Do I get my hair and makeup done? Do I do it myself? Do I buy clothes? Like, they just don't even know. And so, I've created a session guide for them that I send over that kind of walks through those things and answers those questions. And it also, I think, builds trust because there's there's not a ton of back and forth of like asking a question, waiting a couple of days to get back. And they already went and bought their outfit before they heard back or you know, there's just really great ways to kind of go ahead and serve them in that way. Um, And I think the more that you serve a client prior to them coming and being in front of your camera is the ultimate way to build that trust. Um, So that's a little bit of before. Um, And then once the clients arrive, I love, of course, like, a lot of times I don't even pick up my camera. I leave it in my car. I walk over, I say, Hey, like, um, so great to see you guys. I'm so thankful you made it. Okay. And, um, just hear a little bit about their day, how getting there was. And then I will be like, all right, well, I'm going to go grab my camera. You guys get anything you need. And we'll walk over to where we're, we're shooting. So there's no you know, the camera, the camera's not in their face when they first see you, they're not like, whoa, she's ready to go. And like, <laughs> I don't think I'm meant to do that. Cause yes. um, <laughs> so I think that could be scary. Um, definitely. And so I just, I like thinking about little things of how to make someone even more comfortable. Um, and so obviously like we, as photographers, we see our camera almost every day. So it's like yeah. no big deal, but, um, just someone else it could be. So There's that. And then I like to use that time of like walking from where we parked or wherever they are to where we're about to start shooting um, to start talking through what the session is going to look like. So I think that what I really like is to tell them, you know, maybe what length of time it's going to be that I'm going to give them posing and direction. But, you know, if I'm not saying anything, it probably means that they're doing an incredible job and Uh, I don't want to interrupt what's happening. So they don't feel like there's going to be awkward space or like anything that's, um, unsaid is like going to make them be like, oh my gosh, something's wrong. (laughs) So, um, I like telling them that. And then the biggest tip that I love giving, um, a client is that if they are not close it, like the entire time if there's space between their bodies it's really um it shows up a lot more in camera mm-hmm. and so the more that they can be close knit or snuggly or lean on each other or fill the gaps with their hips and legs and feet those kind of things um that is going to give them the best photos they could dream of um yeah. and so That's something I also like, even in telling them, it reminds me to look for that and, um, reminds me to slow down and be like, Hannah, like, I need to remember to look at this every time we're about to take some photos or I'm pose them or they're moving around. So, um, so that's a little bit of like right before. And then once we're starting the shoot, I typically start off With them doing something movement-based that's pretty far off from me. And so either it could be walking away from me. It could be like, if it's a very large landscape, I could send them like 300 yards off and be like, Mm -hmm. go walk across that dune just holding hands. And I demonstrate it to them. And I say, once you're up there, you just do your thing and then walk back towards me so that there's, there's space for them to walk and talk. They're kind of like giggly, having fun. They're like, what's this about to be like, (laughs) um, they're like anticipating like what's coming and, and they don't feel like they're both looking at the camera immediately. So, um, I think that's kind of how I start. And then once they come back, I might do a couple of more movement things, um, and give them a little more direction. And then as I can tell that they become, and I try to give them feedback. So I'm like, you guys look really great if they honestly do like, you know, and that they're doing a great job. Like I love giving verbal affirmation in that way and making sure that they know that like, like her hair looks amazing and it's flowing in the wind in the right way. And like, and that he wore incredible shoes that like match her outfit. great. Like just things that you notice are really important, um, to, to verbalize, um, especially if you look at their love languages and there's is words of affirmation, like that's huge too. Um, and so that's kind of like the beginning. And then, um, throughout it, I like to do more and more of like giving them a prompt that's, On their own and they're doing it and you're just like taking the photos while it happens so i start small with like maybe uh like i want you to take a couple steps apart look at each other walk in towards each other give her a kiss on the cheek so that's like kind of like a a quick little movement um and then as time goes on, I might move it to like, I want you to take a couple of steps apart. I want you to walk in, give her that kiss on the cheek. Then I want you to pick her up, do a 360 spin and then run towards me. So it's like, if you feel like they can follow that and they're like, really understanding what you're doing and they understand that they're not doing it wrong if they do it differently than I imagine it um I think that they feel more and more comfortable with you and that it gives more time for those candid moments once those movements become longer and they get to do it in the way that they would pick her up or like the way that he would go in for a kiss like those kind of things that I think are really sweet um and so I think all in all, it's it's just a process of like doing something, seeing how it looks, seeing how they react, and then kind of adjusting how you pose according to what they're comfortable with and um and, and really following, like weirdly enough, like their lead. Um, like obviously you were like like the lead of the shoot. But when it comes to what the photos are, you are at the mercy of your client. Like you have to do what they want and the best way, like you are there to serve them. You're there to love them well and to make sure that they like adore their photos and they feel like those photos represent them as a couple. And so um, you're more there being like thinking about composition and thinking about like angles and, you know, the things that they can't see. But, um, but they themselves are like the rhythm of it and how those photos are really going to turn out is, is really how they do things. So I think that, um, it's kind of like a little bit of a back and forth and having good communication throughout the shoot is important. Um, while also having that music playing and making it feel like this whole romantic moment that, um, that captures them true to who they are. And then another huge thing is incorporating those love languages into that. So, you know, like you can also, I love also giving verbal prompts to them of like, why, why don't you share your favorite memory you've had together? You guys can just walk off away from me and I, while holding hands and just chat about that moment and I will move all around them, you know? Um, and so like, while that's happening, I could then, um, I could be like, okay, if you'll like give each other a really big embrace, and that might be like one of their love languages is like physical touch. And so like, we make sure we play into that or one of them might be, um, let's see, like words of affirmation. So I might ask, like, why don't you tell her the first time you fell in love with her, and like what you loved about, you know, that moment, and what you remember from that moment, um, and like out of that is going to come like really encouraging words to her, and um, or if like it's gifts, obviously it's a little bit harder, but I was like thinking through like ways you could do that. Like if you're in a flower field, you could be like, if it's a place where you could pick a flower, like you could be like, Hey, could you like walk over, pick a flower that you think like would be meaningful to her and walk back and like present it to her and like, see what she, you know, like, just like fun ways of thinking about, um, like how to really incorporate those love languages, because like, we all love to be loved, you know, and like, we all have specific ways that we love to be loved. And I think that, you know, if you're not loving someone in the right way, it's not going to, they're not going to feel loved. And so you got to make sure that, you know, you're, you're really, um, catering to that, um, and making sure your clients feel loved. And so ultimately their posing matches that and the, makes it feel, um, true to them. So I think, I know that's was kind of long, but I think that that's a little, oh, yeah, I love that a big overview of um how posing kind of works um it's a little bit different for every session so yeah yeah has there ever
0: been then like a time where you've gone into a session and you like imagine it going a certain way or you had like a certain vision mm-hmm. and then or like even a certain pose and then you orchestrate that and it just looks completely different than you imagined and like how would you go about redirecting that or redirecting the client in that way without oh, making them yeah. feel sad or awkward about that pose not working out
1: Yeah. So, um, that's a really good question. I actually recently had a couple, um, who I I mean, are, they're amazing. Um, they're so incredible and they, um, are definitely like best friends and their love language is not physical touch. And like, I think that in the beginning, I didn't really get that off their questionnaire, which I'm like, man, like that was probably something that I need to go back and be like, figure out a better question to ask or something like that. But, um, in the beginning, I definitely was like having them hold hands and walk around. And I think through just watching it, I was like, okay, like this doesn't really seem like them, like something seems a little bit off. And I think it's on me, it's not them. And so I think through reading that, um, they of course were like gracious and like they were doing it, but I think that I started to notice it. And I started to think a lot more about, like, okay, what are some poses that I can do that are them beside each other? And they can be, they're still interacting. Like they can look at each other. They can still walk beside each other, but they don't have to be touching. Like, you know, there's different ways to do that. And so I think that I just kind of followed up with a question um, during the shoot of like a little bit more of like Um, actually how, how I think I did it. I was like, why don't you guys, after like I had them walk holding hands, I was like, walk back towards me, how you guys would walk. Like you're walking downtown. Like if you're going out to a restaurant, like just walk towards me and I watched them and I noticed they didn't hold hands. And so I think that I was like, bingo, like that's, that's what it is. And so I think I just redirected after that in that shoot. And I was like, okay, we're going to do more of like sitting on different levels, like just a little more creativity in there of like a little less of like pick her up and spin around and a little more of like, there's a staircase here and how can we put him on a level, put her below him, like him off to the left and like, think about composition and they can look at each other or they can look off or like in different ways. And it's still a beautiful photo. Um, and it's still very, it's very true to them and how they do things. Um, that's a little bit less like close knit as someone else who's Fair, like their number one love language is physical touch. Like, so I think there is a lot of like redirection and shoots and you have to, I think really humble yourself and know that like, you're not going to get it right every single time. And I think that's beautiful because every client is different. Like we're humans. We, um, we are all very different. And I think that's really cool. And that's why photos are so different. Every photo shoot looks very different. Like you could go and take one couple, do this shoot, this one shoot, take that same scenario, same props, everything, stick another couple in, it's going to look a thousand times different. Um, and that like, and I love that. And so I think that having the ability and understanding that you might have to direct, like redirect during a shoot and walk in knowing that, and maybe even having practiced a couple of different styles of posing to know that you're prepared. I think it would be really helpful. And, um, it's something that I'm continuously learning of, you know, it's, it's, it's every time it's something new and something that I learned during a photo shoot. And I love that.
0: Oh, yeah. I love that. That's so sweet. And I love how you also just go in with those questions and have even had, to redirect your questions to form your client. And I think that just happens so often with everything is we're always having to redirect our mindset based on something that happened or like something that'll help our photography grow or like our questions like grow based on like our clients. A quick pause as a reminder that if you are loving this episode, I would be over the moon if you could leave a five-star review and even comment what future episodes you'd like to listen to. Reviews really help people find this podcast and allows me to keep making this free content and education for you. It really only takes a few seconds, but ultimately helps me out a ton. And of course, thank you so much in advance. You said you have like those questions for your clients to get to know them. Do you have also questions or answers almost for yourself so that they can get to know your style and you as a photographer before going into the shoot?
1: Yeah, so I try and answer a lot of that initially when they inquire. So I basically try to very clearly from when they come on my Instagram to when they go to my website to when they chat with me and I send that initial email, like in every touch point, like in my Instagram bio, like the words I use my website, the email I send all of those things are very clear to who I work with. And so that there is really no miscommunication about what the kind of delivery they're going to like receive, what kind of service they're going to receive. And I think there's something so great and ethical about clarity. So telling people exactly what to expect, telling them, you know, turnaround time for photos, what, who you work best with, who you don't work best with, like those kind of things. I think that's a giving someone a service rather than them booking you because you just want to book them. And you're like, this is, we're not a good fit. Um, and so I, When people initially inquire, I try and I, so I send over a pricing guide and in that I walk through kind of what kind of style I provide, what my deliverables are, what they can expect out of the process, a little bit of what a session with me looks like. I send them reviews and testimonials, um, And I think, I mean, honestly, testimonials are like your best thing once you start, you know, shooting more and more, because one, you're getting honest feedback from people, um, and that's so valuable. And then two, you're like, this is exactly like what was, what it was working with me. I can show you what someone said and, um, and you'll probably feel similarly. Um, and so I think that I, and I also, I think that being a a photographer, you have to be open to people asking a ton of questions. So in that process of booking, like, I mean, people have really probably never done that before, like booked a professional photographer. And so they're, they're not going to know what a raw file is, or they're not going to know that they can't just have their photos within one day. Like, you know, there's just things that people don't understand the value and, the process until you explain it to them most of the time. And so, um, I think being willing to communicate that value, your process, who you are and your values is really important, um, in order to ensure that the people that come in front of your camera do align with those things. And so you can actually serve them and they're going to be happy with their product, um, and, and what they receive because of that. So.
0: Oh No, I love that. That's super cool to even just hear from you. Like this is all such good information, but, (laughs) um, just even knowing, yeah, you, there's not going to be every client that's going to work well with you and not every client like in the same return to them. And I think it's so cool even like seeing that play out, just, you know, there's going to be certain clients whenever you do work better with them, the photography and the the whole session and everything's just going to play out so much better. And just having that good communication with them beforehand of exactly what you do, the kind of client you serve, like the kind of photos you provide, the editing Mm -hmm. style, just the whole package, just everything. Them having that information and knowing that, and then you knowing them really well, it's just going to make the session go by so much better. And just so it flow just so good. So I love that. That's really awesome. Okay. And then just even before going into a shoot or, even during or whatever, how do you find your inspiration? Like, I know you have a lot of cool, creative, more editorial, more unique styled shoots. And so where do you find the inspiration for that outside of like yourself?
1: Yeah. So, um, I love this because I, I think that you know inspiration always typically comes from something like you've always seen something somewhere that might inspire it um and so but i think it's so fun because the way that you see it might not be the way that you use it and pull it into that um and so anyways i i find a lot of inspiration from architecture which is kind of funny um and fun um through traveling i actually lived in spain in college and through experiencing other cultures and um and just getting to travel was such a blessing. And through that time, I was not a photographer at the time, but I started to notice so many different things <clears throat> about Europe that are very different than America. Um, and so definitely architecture, and then even coming back here and starting to find that in museums or <clears throat> the composition of a park and how it's set up and like <clears throat> central park in New York, like the buildings, how everything, the bridges, like all those things are really inspirational to me. I think as a whole, um, I think my ultimate biggest inspiration is people watching. I do it a lot. And I think there's, especially as a photographer, when you're traveling or you're scouting a location, you can do a lot of people watching. And it's really fun because the more you watch people interact, especially couples, you'll notice the way that they go in for a hug. You'll notice the way that they the guy opens the car door for the girl and how he, um, like puts on her shoes or ties, bends down and ties her shoes. Or when, when like he's with like a a pregnant girl or like, there's just so many things or the way that they, um, give each other a high five or like just the way that their hands are like watching all those things are so inspiring. Um, and I think that once you watch it happen naturally, and then you're like, okay, like you want more than nothing. I think as a photographer for photos to come across natural and very unposed, like unplanned in front of your camera. So like, what better way to learn how to do it than to watch it happen naturally with no cameras or no eyes on it basically is what people think at least as you're being watching. Um, and so I think that that's like a really fun, um, I get a lot of inspiration from fashion. I think it's a lot of fun, even though I'm not necessarily the most fashionable person. I think it's really fun to watch trends and learn a lot from it. Um, and then I actually love thrifting as well. And even going into a store and seeing an old couch. And then I remember a location I've been to and I'm like, "Been like, Whoa, like, I wonder if we put that couch in that library. And, you know, it just, it helps spark ideas. Um, even if you don't do them, you might remember them and bank them for later. Um, I. Love, like, I just put, um, I just thrifted a bunch of gold frames and made a gallery wall on my wall of my prints from Europe, um, when I lived there and, I think also just having a space that feels inspirational has been really encouraging to me, um, and freeing to, um, to like dream more. And like, I think, and I've thrifted like little glass candles and painted my dresser recently and stuff like that, that just has made my space feel really homey and, um, and inspirational as well. Um, and then, Ultimately too, like a lot of what I create just comes on my brain, which is like, you know, it's, um, but obviously it's like from different pieces of things I've seen. Um, I do personally try to stay off Pinterest as much. Um, it's something that I really have never been drawn to spend a lot of time on. Of course, if I'm ever looking for something specific, I'll go onto it. Um, but I think that a lot of times, It's nice because a lot of times things have been done. And so if you don't look and see it, then you haven't seen it. You know what I mean? Like you won't be copying it or using an element from someone else's shoot. If you are dreaming it up yourself, um, And so I think that there, of course, in the creative world, you have to be really careful about copying people's work and that's really important um, and can be really hurtful to people. And so I think that um, inspiration is so awesome and I I love seeing what other people do, but I think you also have to like be a little bit of guarded of like searching and searching for someone else to then take inspiration from who's done like the exact same idea. So um, I think I'm a little more lenient or, um, little more like hesitant to use Pinterest for that. So, but, um, I would say overall people watching is my favorite way to find inspiration.
0: That's really cool. And even something I I also love to people watch sometimes, especially just being in New York, I'll sit on a bench and just watch people for hours, but I didn't really see that as a way, like I was taking an inspiration, even Mm -hmm. though like, now that I'm thinking about it, I probably have taken so much inspiration from that, Mm -hmm. but to even just watch people act naturally, because that's ultimately the photos you want is like those natural, just interactions because that gets people going and flowing. But I just think that's so cool that you even just pointed that out as like your main point of inspiration.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. But also
0: okay so whenever you do have those photos that or just have that idea that you've come up with or this really cool you know location or kind of form like if you're like let's put on roller skates or go into yeah. some house or yeah. or you know just whatever your ideas are how do you present those to your clients are those something you are giving your clients ideas based on or are they usually presenting a thought to you and then you're rolling off of that what does that process look like
1: yeah so it's a it's a mixture so um i love helping clients style things um but i also love hearing what they dream up so a lot of people come to me and they're like Okay, I know I want to rent a vintage car and I know that I want to do it in this sort of location. Like, can you help me think of things? So at that point, I'm like, okay, that's like almost a full-styled session. We just got to think more of like what you're going to specifically wear that's going to fall into that that um they themselves can't really envision. They're like, I, I kind of just want to throw on like my spring dress. And you're like, that's not exactly like going to work. Um, it's going to pull away almost from your photos. So you have to kind of help give guidance in those things, but I definitely have clients that come to me with, um, with a feel for, what they would dream of. Um, and then in other cases, I have people come to me, they're like, I want really cool photos. I want something that hasn't been done before. And I, we have no clue what it is. They're like, can we just tell you about who we are and like what we like to do? And you can think of something that might work for us. <laughs> um, and so I really love that too. Um, and so I typically have them like figure out kind of location and date. And then we're like, okay, the, the, World is our oyster. Like what could we possibly pull together um, that feels like you too, but is something you haven't done, maybe, or um is really creative, hasn't been seen before. So it's definitely a mixture of both things. Um, I think that the best way to get into something like that is to create your own styled sessions um, to showcase kind of what you can do and style them yourselves as well, because I think you learn so much through that process. Um And, you know, you're, you're literally picking every single thing that goes into it. And once you've worked with either a vendor or you've found the stores to buy clothes from, or how to source things, once you become that resource, then you can take that and go to another client and be like, I know how to do this. So let's do this together. And they trust you because they're like, well, I saw you do this moped shoot with, um, with those white booties and the veil go flying and, um, and the streets of St. Augustine. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Like we can pull like things like that and do something that feels very used. So, um, I think that, you know, having that trust from doing that on your own, and then you'll likely get kind of clients of both types that either kind of know what they want or have no clue. <laughs> I
0: love that. Um, how do you even capture, like in those shoots, in those inspirational moments, how do you capture your clients very candidly Mm -hmm. in what you're wanting to do?
1: Yes. So I think that the most important thing Goes back to kind of everything I walked through that tells you kind of in the beginning how to prepare someone to be in front of your camera because someone cannot be candid if they feel like a camera's on their face and they're not prepared and they don't trust you. Um, and so there's kind of that. And then it's ensuring that they are like 1000% feeling like themselves and they feel confident. Um, and so even walking them through like making the day feel like a date for them. And so you can be like, why don't you guys take a couple hours before either go get coffee or walk downtown together, or just spend your day, like take your day off work or something that gets you in the mental space to be ready to enjoy each other. Because if you've been bickering before your shoot, or, you know, you've had a really hard day and you're exhausted, like that's also going to come across on camera. So I think that There's that portion of it. Um, And then once they're in front of my camera, movement is like the number one way to get things really candid. And so I really give my clients a workout (laughs) during their shoot. And I do so many things that are like running past me, picking her up, moving um, from one spot in a landscape to another. Um, And while they're moving, I'm also moving around and getting different angles. I, I love, and I will say that probably at least more than 50% of my shoot is movement-based. Um, and I think that that really helps clients make sure that they don't feel like they're being watched or don't feel like there's time to think about, like, I am sitting here with a camera on me. Like they don't even have the time and space to think about that because they're having fun with their partner. Um, and the more fun you can provide and laughter or, like intimate slow moments like those things are are really special um and i think something that i've learned do you know anything about the enneagram yes I okay. Love the Enneagram. <laughs> okay. So, like, I don't like live by it or anything. I just like I think it's it's really cool to read about. And so I'm a seven on the Enneagram. Okay. That, um, yeah. I can see and that. So <laughs> I have like a very spontaneous, adventurous heart. Um, and I also so when I first started posing, I actually was like very much like the fun-loving posing where you like are picking up, spinning around, like it's consistent movement that provides a lot of laughter and a lot of fun, Mm -hmm. which is a blast. And a lot of people do that. And it's, it's really great. And, you know, they walk away having like the time of their life, like, which is great. Um, but I think something I've challenged myself with in the past six months is to start slowing down and thinking a lot more, um, about their story about who they are. And maybe after doing a pose like that, and you like kind of change the music and you bring it down to a different moment and you have them slow dance and you're like, you're walking far away, getting that shot, you're walking up and literally just getting their profiles, like really Mm -hmm. in tight. Um, and you're having him tell her three things that he absolutely adores about her and why, um, like as you're doing those things, you're going to get some incredible photos because, the one, they have the music, the movement, they're looking at each other. They don't see your camera on them. Um, and you're kind of moving all around. You're being quiet. You're not saying anything. You're not interjecting once you've given them the prompt. Um, I think that that's a great way to get things like pretty candid. Um, And the more that you can get them to tell their story again to one another, to remember why they're together, to remember why they love each other, remember what season they're in, the more it's going to come across as a very emotional, beautiful moment. Um, Whether it's like a really hard season, really great season, like those things um, are what you want to express in those photos. Um, And so I think that um, just like making sure that you slow down and, and like, aren't trying to think about the next pose the whole time. And you're like, this is the pose. We're going to get this in five different ways. Like they don't even really have to move that much. I'm going to get five different, really creative shots with what's happening while they're in that pose. So, um, yeah, I would say that's kind of overall how I do that.
0: Wow. That's so, that's so inspirational just to hear coming from you because, I think so often we can get so wrapped up in the shoot in the moment and we're like, all right, now run over here and go over there. But just like taking time to slow down, I think is something I definitely even need to work on while going into a shoot. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, so often we can just be like so excited and so in the moment. And then we forget to actually like absorb the moment and just be like, okay, like let's see where they're at right now. Like let's have them have their moment and me step back to get this, to capture that. And I think that's so inspirational because it does get very chaotic, even in my mind while in a shoot of just let's go, let's look at that movement. And like, also I'm the same way as you where I just love movement and shoots. And so I'm all like, run up from behind her and give her a big bear hug or, you know, like hold hands and sprint that way. And so Mm -hmm. just like, while also having fun in that shoot, stepping back and then also having those like more like just really intentional moments, I Mm -hmm. think is such, such a cool, just way to be more present in your shoots. So I love that.
1: And I think that has been the game changer in my business and in the way that I work.
0: Mm. Has been
1: that process of slowing down because if I'm chaotic, it feels chaotic, it's going to come yeah. across like their shoot is going to be like it's all going to be in one way, if that makes sense. Like it's all going to look like this one feeling and emotion when I'm trying to capture a huge range of things. And so, if like you said, like if you're not present and there, like how could they be present? You know, so true. So, I think, um, and also, I feel like sometimes I can do a disservice to them if I'm like already on to the next thing mentally, while they're like still trying to do this pose and still trying to like do their best at like you know what I've asked of them, and yeah. like, I'm like, all right, Marty, somewhere else. And like, <laughs> I think so, I think that it's um, it's serving them well by by slowing down and caring for them in that way too. Of like, we're both doing this pose, and we're both here doing this one thing right now.
0: No, absolutely, and. Definitely true about just serving them. The more present you are yeah. with them, and the more that you're seeing them mm-hmm. where they're at, and like whenever you tell them to do that pose, how are they reacting towards that? Instead of just being like, "All right, on to the next thing." Mm-hmm. So I think that's really awesome. I love that. Yeah. That's that's really, it's cool funny. how you capture candid photos like that. What would you do if you're feeling stuck in a shoot? So mm-hmm. if you're sitting there and you know, we all have those moments where we like have a brief time where we're like, okay, what am I going to do next? Or even like we were just now talking, like, yes, we're being present, but like whenever you are inspirationally, like maybe worn out or just at a loss during a shoot, what does your next steps look like when you get to that point?
1: Yeah. So I think one of my first things I do Is I stop what I'm doing and kind of put my camera down and I ask the client if there's anything that they feel that I haven't done that they know they really want. Um, I could be like, if you've thought about a save the date or something you want to print or anything, or if if you found inspiration and you uh, forgot to send it to me or didn't send it to me and there's something you want, like, feel, is there anything like just asking? I think helps your brain at least be like, okay, I can stop thinking for a minute. And it's like also serving them, um, and that, and so, and then a lot of times they give you something, they're like, well, what if we did this? Or like, you know, cause they've been thinking about this and thinking about this or, um, and so a lot of times they'll be like, we could try this, or I found this picture, um, which I think is really fun. And, um, so that's one thing. And then the other thing that I really like to do Is just go ahead and move to a different spot. So I pick up my camera, I look around where I've already scouted and I know that there's another location we want to go and I just have us take a walk. So I grab my gear. I say like, give me a second. I'm going to grab my gear, pack it up for a second. And we're going to, we're going to move over to a second, another location. If y'all don't mind just hanging out for a second. Um, and then I go grab my stuff. And then as we're walking, I might ask them more about themselves. I might ask them, um, how they're feeling, like just making sure and checking in touching base that they're having a good time, that they're feeling comfortable. Um, if there's anything I need to adjust, um, I think it really helps you continue to build trust with them, um, by like asking for that feedback. Um, so I would say that's probably like my biggest, um, things. And then as far as like inspiration to like, as you're walking, you can look at composition of what's happening. You can look at where the sun is. You can, um, you can be eyeing like, Oh, there's that tree that would be really neat. Um, I know a lot of people take pictures like on their camera. Um, like people go and save a lot of prompts and they'll take their actual like DSLR. They'll go and take pictures of those pictures. Um, and then when they're in the session, they can just scroll back and like see those and, and um, do that. I have tried that before. And I would say personally, I, I it hasn't worked for me because I think that I'm mentally like still trying to stay engaged with them. And I feel disengaged by looking through the photos. Um, But there's also no harm. Like, you know, in the beginning, when you're trying to think through things, there is no harm in screenshotting photos on your phone and being like, if you wouldn't mind giving a moment while I change out my lens, you go over, you change that lens out, you grab your phone, you quickly look through it. Um, Or if you're like, you want to take a behind the scenes video, you can stop. You can be like, let's do that pose again. You take that video. And while you're taking that video, you're thinking of something else you want to do. Like anything that allows your brain just to reset for a second, um, would be great. I mean, even just having a conversation with them to get your mind off posing can be really helpful. Um, cause once you finish that conversations, a lot conversation, a lot of time, you're like, Oh my goodness, I completely forgot. I wanted to do this. So even, yeah, you said sometimes that helps whenever you do are starting to
0: have kind of those backup prompts to get you kind Absolutely. of going in the flow again. And I know even when I started, I used to look at a lot more things, prompts or poses and stuff I wanted to incorporate in my shoot just because I didn't know what that looked like in front of a camera yet, especially when Absolutely. you're starting of like, what what is those poses look like? How do those feel when I present those? And so as you're learning, that's a really cool way to have it on your camera Mm -hmm. or to just redirect your mindset and take a moment to slow down and stop for a second. So I love how you said that. Whenever you are in these shoots, is there ever a time where you have, and I'm sure there is, where you have a little bit more photo shy clients and you need to kind of get them out of that bubble or Mm just help them a little bit more in guidance towards the camera or they're a little bit more nervous. And what does that look like when you're approaching them?
1: Absolutely. So I personally think that the best thing that you can do is to not pick up that camera in the beginning, to go over, to have a pretty lengthy conversation with them, um, to gauge, you know, where they're at, but you can, you can pretty much immediately tell with a Photoshop person, like, they're pretty nervous getting out of the car. They're like maybe a little jumbled, like asking a lot of questions, like, and the best thing you can do is walk over and help ease those nerves, um, answer those questions, like really talk to them about what they've been up to. Um, if they've recently got engaged, ask them their story again, be like, I know we chatted about it, but I want to hear it in person. Like anything you can do to just help calm them, give them more reassurance, I think is really helpful. Um, And then throughout posing, I think the more that you can, that first half of the shoot, have them never look at the camera is perfect. You can be like, walk towards me. You can look anywhere but the camera. Um, or you could be like, walk towards me, look at each other, um, while you're walking, or you can be like, you just put them in specific poses where they are focused on each other. They're not focused on what's around them. Um, and to make sure that they like feel comfortable and that they look comfortable. So if they if they look uncomfortable instead of being like, "Uh, could you move your right arm a little bit?" just be like, "Okay, now take a step away from each other and I'll step back in, put your arms around him." So that like they they feel more natural. It's almost like a dance. Like there's um a lot more flow to it than like trying to nitpick what's wrong. Like almost just like starting afresh is really helpful. Um And of course, like once you're a couple of poses in, I personally don't think there's anything wrong about being like, all right, now move that hand a little bit closer to her ear or something like that. But I think in the beginning, trying to stay away from like anything that seems nitpicky like that also helps give confidence. Um, and then words of affirmation, like those words are so important. What you see, if it looks good, you got to tell them, um, they need to know that they look good on camera. They have no clue what you're seeing. Um, they're probably like, oh my gosh, she's probably getting my bad side. Or I forgot to shave my right leg today. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like all these things, like that are running through their mind where they need that reassurance of like, they are, are doing great for never having been in front of the camera before, you know, like. They are they showed up, they look good, and they are trying to give their hundred percent. And so like you gotta, you gotta meet them where they're at and make sure that you are doing everything to make them feel comfortable.
0: Yeah. I think that's so important to giving those words of affirmation to making them feel as comfortable in front of the camera and you even presenting that, even if there is something like a pose that you do and they didn't do it as correctly, Mm -hmm. I always just kind of redirect by being like, okay, that was awesome. Now let's try. And like, you know, not like making them feel down about something they did or uncomfortable, but just that redirecting and that encouragement and the things that they are doing great. And like, whenever they, you know, or coming to you being like, oh my gosh, that looks great. Like, this is so awesome. Let's do this now or whatever. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool of just, you know, making sure that they always know that they're doing a great job and they're feeling comfortable because that encouragement really does get clients feeling so much better about themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, If you like didn't say anything or it was just like awkward or whatever, like that, like, they're not going to feel that, like, am I doing okay? Like these photos look good. Like they're not going to be sure, but if you're like, these are looking great and you're just hyping them up, then they're just going to feel so much more comfortable in front of the camera overall.
1: Absolutely. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: (laughs) What would you say then that your best tip for beginners trying to pose clients would be?
1: Yeah. So this is a great question that I really thought through and something that has helped me more than anything else is working with a couple could be a friend, could be a client, could be a previous client and you work with them over and over again. So basically like you work with them that first time you go home, you edit those photos and you analyze what you think, you know, about your posing. Did you capture it from the right angle? Was something off? Was her arm kind of in the wrong position? Was there too much space between them? Then you might give it a couple of weeks. You are like, hey, do you guys mind shooting with me again? and you choose a different location you choose or the same. Um, and then you change up their outfits, maybe add an activity and you shoot with them again. Like there is, um, a couple friend of mine who I've shot with like six or seven times at this point. And I think that in the beginning, that was so helpful because by then they're comfortable with you. They like know how you work. And then more and more you do it, the more and more you'll see your photos look better. You know, like that they're better than they were before because you can compare the same couple and the way you do everything. Um, and I think I, I, it just was so valuable to me um, to see like work with someone that I felt comfortable getting a pose wrong and then being like, it's fine. Like, we'll try it out. We'll see what happens. Or like you guys can laugh together and it's, they're not paying you and it's not weird. Um, and they don't expect anything from it except maybe some cute photos, which, um, if you get any, like, you know, and so I think that that was really helpful to me. And I learned very quickly by doing that specific thing. So.
0: It, yeah, it is just so important to allow yourself to learn in the situations and have people, to kind of help you learn, you know, have people that will be in front of the camera. Um I just even remember for me like how you said that. I started in doing a lot more portraits and um fashion type of photos. Oh, so cool. I'd always use my little sister. She'd be like my guinea pig. I love it. <laughs> and she would just whenever I had new ideas or new concepts or new poses I was trying to come up with or learn, mm-hmm. she'd always be in front of the camera for me and she loved having mm-hmm. the photos too. Um but I I would always like call her or just be like, can you get in front of the camera for a second while I try out this new idea I had and just see how that plays out. And so then whenever I did go in front of one of my clients, I like already had those ideas in mind and I knew how to kind of orchestrate that pose. And so that definitely is a really good idea and something I didn't even think of as like a strong idea, but something I definitely did whenever I started photography. So Mm -hmm. that's really cool. And Just even for me, I'd put together when I started doing couples, I would put together some, you know, freestyled shoots with some friends or family or people in my life that I would just want to be able to try these things out and learn how to do it. And so to learn, I would put together these like shoots. Absolutely,
1: And this is something that I am still doing, which I'm not necessarily working with the same couples anymore, but I still do a ton of freestyle shoots, um, that I'm picking someone, the pew, the right people that come together and create this moment. And I'm practicing during it. I'm playing around. I'm getting creative. I'm letting myself try new things, which you can't always do when you have a paying client in front of you. And so I think that that space to create and play and mess up is the most beneficial thing you can do as a photographer. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. I always am encouraging any photographer, no matter what stage they are to get out and do freestyle shoots or, yes. you know, play around with the concept because then you don't have, like you said, that pressure mm-hmm. of feeling like, you know, they're paying you, you have to get their yeah. idea across all of that. You don't have that pressure, but you can just play around with it, interact with, whoever you have come along with you, but I'm mm-hmm. always encouraging people to do that. Cause I don't think sometimes, especially me as a beginner, I didn't think, Oh, I can just set up these free shoots to get that mm-hmm. concept ahead. Or if there's even a new, you know, I want to put different photos on my website, or I want to have this like certain look on my Instagram, then even putting together those shoots to be like, look what I can do, like, this is what I like want to do, this is what I want to shoot. So you're presenting that work if you even have those new ideas or new concepts or new ways of wanting to look. And so I think that is really cool
1: absolutely yeah it's it's a very great way to learn absolutely so yeah well thank you so much for coming on this was
0: literally incredible thank I, you so much i know i've learned so much just from hearing from oh. you so, <laughs> so i know sweet. so many people will and find this incredibly helpful because again if anyone listening to this has not seen your work. They need to stop and go look at it right now because it is incredible, literally incredible and so inspiring. But also I want you to tell everyone your Instagram and where they can find you and your website, all of those places that people can search for you.
1: Yeah. So, um, my work is underneath my name, um, as my business name. So uh, it's Hannah Walser photography, um, on Instagram, Hannah pretty easy for your website. So, um, yeah. And I am always a DM away if anyone needs anything at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. And is it, if people ever did want to hire you, do they go onto your website or DMs? Yeah. So, yes. Yes. So um, you are more than welcome to DM me, but I will typically refer you to my inquiry forum on my website. So yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been incredible. And I'm so excited
1: to even personally listen
0: to it all back.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thank you Um, so much.
0: Yeah. That is it for today's episode. If you're wanting to check out Hannah's work, it'll all be linked in the show notes below along with my information. But besides that, I hope you have the best rest of your week and day and I'll be seeing you in the next episode. Bye!